On today's Believe in Chicago Sports, we dive right into the Bears because football is finally back. We break down the QB battle and how Mitch won the job, offensive and defensive previews, predictions for the game, and more. We also bring you our Good Enough segment and have some fun along the way. Here we go. Welcome in to the first Believe in Chicago sports podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for professionals. Please make sure to like, rate, download, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Spelling is the most important as Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. This is Dan, avid Chicago sports fan for all the teams playing here in the Windy City except the Cubs. But don't worry, me and Joey will break all that down in plenty of debates, conversations, and interview segments surrounding all those teams. Looking to do two shows a week, coming out every Monday and Thursday. Going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, and I'm Joey Gelman, and alongside Dan, and we're really excited to bring this to you. Uh, we're, like he said, avid Chicago sports fans. We met uh, at the University of Illinois. We hosted together on Illini Drive, uh, covering all the losing that was Illini sports for the years we were there. And uh, we've said for a long time we want to get back in the in the chair here and and do a show together, and that's what we're doing. And we we love all our teams. And like he said, he's a Sox guy and a Cubs guy, so we can battle for that. Um, you know, the Bears are obviously the biggest topic, hopefully uh, this this year, because that would mean they're good. But uh, it's a second religion in my house, and I'm excited to I don't know bring all that passion and anger and happiness, hopefully. Uh, to this show. So, Dan, I'm excited to to get going here. There we go. Passion, anger, sadness, everything you want in a Chicago sports <laughs> fan. And we're pumped. It's coming Absolutely. up. It's finally here. Week one. Bears, football, going to happen. Quarterback, we got him. Mitch Trubisky, your man. We're ready to go. How excited are you, Joey? Like I said, this is a second religion for you. Have you been getting texts from back home? I know you're residing in the good old Philadelphia now, but is Pops texting you, getting some uh, getting some texts from the family, getting excited, wanting to get your thoughts on it? We're getting pretty excited. Um, it's just it's just a weird year, and I know I'm on to you know, bring the whole show around that, but it's just it, it feels a little weird to think that, oh, football's actually starting, but it's it's a nice sense of relief to have a little normalcy. And I know as we get closer, like when 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 the first games kick off. Um, and then the Bears will play Sunday, it's going to feel real, and it's going to be awesome. Like, I, I I cannot wait. I mean, I don't know. My dad and I could probably argue for hours on the Trubisky Foles, and so can you <laughs> and I, which I know I know we'll get to because there's a lot yeah. of questions surrounding this team. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked. No matter the year, no matter what, when Bears season starts, it's like an entire new beginning to the year, and it's awesome. Hey, if you want normalcy... We're going into Chicago beer season on pins and needles about the quarterback position. What else is more normal than that? That's true. Nothing new. Defense is doing great. Not too many question marks there, and we'll get to this later in the show as well. Offense, ugh, flip a coin. Everything seems normal in Chicago for me. Um, that being said, you know, it's obviously something we've talked about on and off via text messages, phone, you name it. You know, we're always going back and forth planning the show, and we finally got it now. You know, I mentioned this already. Mitch Trubisky, he's your man. I have plenty of thoughts on that. Well, well, you know, we could dive into it right now. Initially, off the cuff, it was one of the least surprising things to come, you know, out, out of Hall, Hallis Hall, because, you know, we talked about a lot earlier. It's 
if you were to go with Nick Foles, you are setting a really incredible tone where Mitch didn't show us anything. Not enough in training camp. We cannot put this guy out there. Hold the clipboard. You will not even be wearing a Beers uniform next season. I mean, that's almost the tone it would have sent. This is this is literally his last shot to prove it or lose it here in Chicago. Is that the right way to do things? And who knows? Hey, let, let me also preface this by saying maybe we're wrong. Maybe he was the bee's knees down there at training camp, and he's going to be a Mitchell Trubisky we've never seen. By all means, give it to me. I'll take it every Sunday, twice on Monday if, if they're playing under the lights. But the thing is that that's not the feeling I have. The feeling I have is this is just the last shot for Mitch Trubisky. And I don't know how I feel about that. I think I would have rather them given it to the better guy. Hey, I wasn't down there watching training camp. I don't know. I, I can't tell you to me who the better guy was. I can only take, you know, reporters' words for it, you know, on, on the reports that are coming out. But to me, there's only so much faith we had going into the season with Mitch Trubisky. And there was a lot of veteran quarterbacks, a lot of veteran quarterbacks that changed teams. Cammy Juice, TB12, list goes on. Phillip Rivers, you know, the list goes on. We brought in Nick Foles. And that, to me, was the Bears saying, hey, not only do we need to do comp- not only do we need to have a quarterback competition in training camp, but we need the better guy to play. Because who knows? It's a short window in the NFL. What was it, a, a season or two ago? You know, as soon or as soon as the Bears signed Khalil Mack, we were saying what it's like a three to five year window, roughly with that defense. Yeah. So when now then? When now? And like I said, I hope Mitch was the better guy out of training camp. I just have some doubts in that. Yeah, it's been a fascinating week. I mean, I I know you and I talked before this show last week. We were doing some some fun banter on the Bears, and we both said it's going to be fools, right? Like, it, it would have to be. They brought him in, and he's probably the better guy. Or, or I take that back. Maybe we said we would like it to be Foles, but it's probably going to be Mitch because right. of the weird training camp. But So now it's it's a question of, okay, because it is Mitch, what does that, what, what, like, what does that mean? Like, we've been told all of last year, Mitch is perfect for this offense. He's in 2.0 mode. He's taking Matt Nagy's offense to the stars. But wait, he's not. But wait, he's not. <laughs> and the same thing happened this year of there was no preseason games. We're relying on the coach's word. And it's based all, again, on practice. And practice is really – I'm going to say not because practice is easy. I couldn't last a day in NFL practice. I'd die because I'm tiny and small and silly. But, Don't doubt yourself. Oh, thank you. Don't doubt yourself. What position could yeah. I even play? Waterboy. Got it. There you go. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's this idea of – He's really good when everything's controlled, and we see that in sure. a practice setting as well as in a game when that first scripted series is going, and he's firing on all cylinders. You love that Mitch. That's your favorite Everyone Mitch. loves that Mitch. How could you not? Because it looks first good. Mitch. It looks first really good. Mitch. Yeah. And, the, and so then it's, this is the real test and a question, and, and, and listen, I hope he proves everyone wrong because that means they're going to be good, and he's finally going to be really good. I, I just... I worry, I just worry, because he hasn't shown that progress yet, and going into this year four, it's a big deal. And when you see the other guys around him, it'll always be compared to getting massive contracts and being superstars, and this guy's still trying to figure out his footwork and, and on-field precision and vision. Oh, it's he's got problem. all figured out this training camp. Don't worry about it. It's all figured out already. It's all <sighs> figured out. <laughs> 
I don't want to jump the shotgun here, and I also don't want to start things on a negative note. Yeah, let's be positive and negative. No, I'm, I'm going to be negative only because it's fun. I'll be negative, but I'll be fun at the same time. How long do you give them? How many weeks? I mean, really, if if you could feel the pulse of the fans, you know, when that was announced, one, well, it would have been a fairly calm pulse because it's what was expected. Um, I think the super diehard fans who, are, you know, they'll be out there brave in the cold every single game. The team could go 0-16. You know the fans I'm talking about. Like the real just Bears can never do nothing wrong type of fans, which less and less nowadays. Um, but anyways, those, those, were the, those were the ones that were like, all right, go Mitch, go. We'll rally behind him. But the ones who are a little more level-headed, die hard but level-headed, it was probably like an eh, okay, underwhelming you know, type of feeling. And to me, that was my feeling. And the first question I had was, how long? I'm, you know, I like to play some bets here and there, and I wonder what the over/under is on the amount of weeks we go until Mitch is pulled. He has to have a short leash. He has to, and I mean, I think that's the expectation: is hey, you get your one last shot, but hey, even if it's week two and you just have proven nothing in your first X amount of snaps, you are gone. I don't know if it'll be that soon, but to me, that's terrible. That that's the first thought I had was, all right, well, how long until he's pulled? It's almost a guarantee. It's almost a guarantee you will see Nick Foles replace him this year. And it makes sense because... Or is that a hot take? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I think it makes sense, and I don't want to believe it to be true, but it makes sense when the guy behind him is literally the embodiment of a guy that can play Matt Nagy's offense to perfection. And that's, that's the reality. And Nagy, he, he caters to system versus player. And that's a big concern when you have a player that can't fit his... His system, but there was an NBC Sports article that just came out actually before we before we started recording. The prediction was that Nick Foles would replace Mr. Trubisky. I think it was like four or five times this year. Like there would be multiple instances oh. where they they would pull him that many times, and that would be the reality. But as far as your 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 question of when they would do it, my gut would say you'd give him a leash of a quarter of the season. Okay. Or the first quarter of the season, so four games right. probably. Yeah, no, yeah. But then again, we're in an environment here in, in in a world that this is his first competition of the whole year. And that has to come with a grain of salt because everyone's starting probably behind the eight ball for at least the first two weeks. Good for him. You probably I mean, if he struggles. You know, if he struggles, you probably won't well, he won't. He'll hear zero booze. You know, if he if That's goes, a big deal. Don't doubt that. That's a no, big no. deal. They they turned the TVs and the and the mon- they turned everything off at Hallis Hall last year because you know he couldn't take it. And so knocking him, I'm not trying to knock him. I'm just saying that was literally one of the strategies last year was to legitimately tune it out by all means necessary. Turn off the volume. Turn off the screen. Well, they'll be playing in a stadium where there's no fans, no booze. I mean, I know they might do the. You know the artificial right. crowd pump. You know the crowd noise, but I'm sure those will only be cheers. Um, so that's nice. <laughs> that's true. I didn't well, think about that. I mean, you know, if, if Mitch Trubisky is doing well, you would like to have like real fans there and cheering him on and having you know you know momentum on his side. But obviously, we can't be there in the world we are today. Um, anyways, I digress. And what he won't have is the booze. Um, so maybe that helps. I don't know how much that will help. Obviously, it'll take off a little pressure. You right. know. Because as stated, that was part of the game plan last year, but it's just weird. I don't know. I mean, it goes back into, as a Bears fan, this team just playing with your emotions. I mean, you go back to two seasons ago, 
you know, when it was the it was the all famous kick that boom, just you know, double doinked. Um, that season, it caught everybody by surprise a little bit, you know, because you felt the team was getting there. You felt they were making the right moves. Got an offensive minded coach. Let's see how it goes. And they kind of exceeded, you know, what the expectations were. And then you go into last season. It's like, all right, we're ready to go. MVP, Mitch, Super Bowl, hurrah, hurrah. And things just couldn't have gone almost any worse right. in terms of the way it all panned out. Now you go into this year and you just ask yourself, all right, like, if if Mitch does do well, we're good again then, right? Or if Mitch does, you know, show us that he's a notch above finally, but not too much better, like, are we still in a good position? Like, it's so weird. Like, I really do not know where this team's at. And granted, we didn't have a preseason, but I don't really know what a couple of weeks of preseason would have showed anyways. In terms, You know, you're only going to see a few snaps from the first team, and maybe it would have solidified the QB battle, but you're going into a season where it's – you could literally – flip a coin on how you think it's going to nothing will shock me we go eight and eight we go seven and nine we go ten and six none of those will surprise me by any means yeah i mean there, there's so many i would well so many questions to stretch i'm going to say there's two main questions that will make or break the offensive year and we can get into our offensive preview as we move along but it's it's this idea of mitch and your tight end. Because I think running back will be fine. Montgomery will be healthy eventually, and they'll be fine. It's it, it's quarterback and tight end. And the Bears have lacked that for so long, that combination. And it's, it's vital. Olsen, basically. Right. And it's yeah. vital to this Nagy offense. I mean, there's a reason why Travis Kelsey, I mean, you're playing with Mahomes, it helps. But there's a reason why he's as good at the, the offense is built around this guy. And and if you have a a... a, a living, breathing body that can catch the football <laughs> over the middle, that, that's a really big deal. Whether it's Jimmy Graham or Cole Komet or whomever it may right. be, it opens everything up. You take less pressure off of Allen Robinson. You take less pressure off of Anthony Miller, and, and it can open up to where those guys are actually open. And and it's really, really important. And, and you think when they had Trey Burton kind of healthy in 2018, that helped. And they went 12-4, and four, and that was a big deal. And the playoff game they lost, Burton was out, and he's still out since, basically. But that was a huge game plan disaster for them because it runs through the tight end. Because I think the so defense even, is fine, so like, those two make or break it. You mean to tell me that's why the Bears have recycled through 20 tight ends? Because it's such a <laughs> they're trying to find the one. It's such a vital component to this offense. You're right. It's I mean, like quarterback. They cycled through 5 million, and they still haven't found a right one yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... That's a big question mark there. I mean, the offense as a whole, obviously, just p- from a play calling you know, perspective, from a quarterback perspective, from a tight end perspective, from a how are they going to treat the running back, like everything. Everything about it is that that's obviously one of the main questions, though, is what do you get there at tight end? Well, let's look at that. I mean, what do we have? To, obviously, you have you know your main options going in now. You, have, you mentioned it. You have Graham. You have Komet. Obviously, we don't really know too much what we got to commit coming in as a first year. There's some promise there, obviously. Plenty of potential. Graham, you know, we watched him for years. Are we going to get the, the Graham of old or are we going to get the Graham of Green Bay of last year? And, you know, it's probably going to be more of like what you saw last year. I don't think he's going to be, a, you know, a, a new version of himself again. I hope so. But going in, like, does that necessarily give Mitch Trubisky, you know, more promise there? Potentially, I mean... As long as they stay healthy, you either got one, a good veteran who could just go out there, 
do the right thing, run the right routes, or you got a young promising tight end on the bench who can hopefully go in there and show that he's worth it. Because let's face it, I mean, what we had last year, I mean, you really wanted it out of Trey Burton. You know, then, you know, we had the Shaheens and oh my God, you go on and on and on. You know, the promised draft picks of a few years ago, too, that just didn't pan out. You got to find them. I mean, you're right. And for all it's worth, I mean, it would be nice to take some pressure off Allen Robinson, as you mentioned, too, because not that I think he needs to get the pressure taken off. I mean, he was the only thing they had last year. It would be nice to have at least a very reliable number two target for Mitch. Because let's think about this for a second. What are some promising moments of Mitch Trubisky last year? Three things stick out to me. One, it's it's the one thing you point out, which is it's true. It's you know it's first drive Mitch. Those are one of the promising things. Is a lot of times on your first drives, the fifteen you know twenty scripted plays, whatever you have it, he he was great. The other two was just taking the training wheels off. Don't have him think too much. Have him roll out. Let him have fun. Let him let him use his abilities you know, to, to the best that he can, just play to his game. That happened every now and then, and that was good. The third thing that sticks out is his connection with Allen Robinson. Now, some people, you know, we're going where, oh, Allen Robinson just bails him out. You know, it's more Allen Robinson helping out Mitch than it is, you know, Mitch showing that he's really good. But, hey, I'm fine with that. If he connect what what a top-tier wide receiver, like the way he was doing last year, just imagine if he had another top-tier option. And I'm not saying that's going to be Graham or Komet, you know, but – just say he did. Say he had one or two more really reliable options that he could go through. Because sometimes, you know, what's one of the most famous Mitch Trubisky things you see? Well, he's out there. You know, it's, it's a real scripted Matt Nagy style play, and he just doesn't know how to do it. Like, you know, he might he, like, he almost panics, and then it was it was the typical, oh, just throw it up, just throw it up to Robinson, throw it up to Robinson. But a lot of times it would work because <laughs> he'd bail him out. Hey, give the guy a couple more options. So. Basically, just circling it around to your point of tight end. Yes, give him a weapon there, a very meaningful, you know, part of the field where, like you said, in the middle of the field, that, that that's where a lot of offensive, you know, coaches are attacking now. They're using the the big body tight end. Give the man another target, please. If not, we're throwing Joey Gelman out there to play tight end. I'm in. <laughs> You're a big enough target. Go on out there. Put the water boy stuff down. Go play tight end. But yeah, the quarantine no, 15s made me a bigger target, so it's fine <laughs> with me. So. I mean, I, I think that's where we're at. I think that's that is one of the things I'm going to see is who is going to be Mitch Trubisky's go-to number two target. I mean, what was it last year? He tried to make it Anthony Miller. It seemed a lot, but for whatever reason, Anthony Miller just didn't want to take that. You know, or unless I was watching a totally different game, <laughs> but that's what I was seeing. He needs a reliable number two. He needs a reliable number three. And for God's sakes, we got to figure out what the run game is. See, now you got me on an offensive soapbox because we need all that. And if all that could click, we know we have the defense to help make to help make it run and you know get get into a good playoff spot or whatnot. But it all starts there. To me, that that's one of the biggest offensive questions. Is it all starts with what do we got? What do we got behind center? Who's going to bail him out? Because odds are he might not be that good. Yeah, and 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 the Allen Robinson thing is is really important because. Yes, he to bail him out, but there's also reality of Mitch gets tunnel vision to Allen Robinson, and it allows it to not have a functioning offense around it. So yeah, if you can get that number two, number three, that opens that up to actually use Allen Robinson as an elite status that he can be, then you're in business. Who's the guy? Is it the guy down the middle of the field? Is it a Graham? Is it a Komet? Is it finally Anthony Miller? 
I mean, we, we got a lot of finallys here. <laughs> Do we finally have a tight end? Do we finally have a number two guy? Do we finally have a progressing quarterback? Do we finally really have a offensive-minded genius coach? Because he kind of showed that he had that great potential year one last year. Eh. But like I said, we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get there in the show. Who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be that number two? We can rely on Robinson. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the guy? Is it gonna be a Graham, Anthony Miller, Cordell Patterson? Could be him too. <laughs> it, it can be. It can be. But the reality is, they need that guy. They Badly. need. They, they need that number two guy. I think if it's Anthony Miller, you're probably in a good shot. You're probably in a good shape. If it's a guy like that who finally could take that next step above to use that playmaking ability, that just raw talent that he has. He's got takeover game type of potential. And, I mean, we saw, like, snippets of it last year, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't go and do more. Or sometimes, you know, he's too much, you know, caught up in the this and that, the trash talking, which is fine. I'm all quoted. Go out there. Have fun. Talk your smack. Catch some <laughs> touchdowns. All good. Have fun. If, if that's your personality, by all means, don't turn that off. But you need him to, you need him to focus on being that next level guy. Yeah, don't absolutely. Have it, I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> and then you just ask like the questions of okay, Anthony Miller could be there, fine. But then you also have Riley Ridley, a decent draft pick. You have Javon right. Wims, who late round risk high or low risk high reward kind of guy. But you know you're entering another year with him, and can he pan out? And Cordero Patterson's kind of a gadget box you can use. But yeah, there's not a clear number two. And that you can really rely on. I, 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 I think you have to square it on a tight end. That's just I, I think you have to. They, the, the, the NFL is so pass happy with a tight end, and the power they possess in an offensive scheme is is incredible. I, I think that's where you have to go, and is why they finally admitted Adam Shaheen's never going to be that. And instead of passing, see ya. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and, and and instead of drafting the best player available, which I argue they should always do, but they really drafted for need. I mean, they knew immediately this had to change, and, and, and they were sick and tired of waiting for a guy that, by the way, was a second-round pick out of Ashland University, which I don't even know where that is. Um, oh, you don't? Great tight end producer. Is it? Just just tight ends, year in, year out. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and they had to make a change because Ryan Pace knows, you know, he got a five-year extension, and I'm not calling anyone on a hot seat yet, but the, him and Nagy and Mitch are kind of all paired together, and that extension came along, uh, you know, as they were starting to kind of fix this and tie other things to Mitch. Well, Mitch has been here four years. This will be year four now. So there, there's there's a lot riding on this year. As weird as it is, a lot riding on it. Oh, well, don't worry about it because, like I said, one, one thing we haven't even got to yet is we don't even need the, that number two guy, maybe, because Matt Nagy's going to figure it all out. The the offensive mastermind. Here, I'll be completely transparent, and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say this right now. For whatever reason, hey, I was all on the Matt Nagy train last year, but there was just so much bad that I saw last year in moments when he shouldn't have been. That I'm just, and I hope I'm wrong again. I'm just not that big of a believer in him anymore, and I'm not I'm not pulling the plug on him just yet. No, I'm not, but. I, I question if this is the kind of offense for him, if this is the kind of project. And I know with bringing in the new coach, especially if it's one of the 
you know, offensive minded ones, the top offensive minded ones on the market. Typically, you also like to couple him with his quarterback. And I understand that that wasn't, you know, the, the, necessarily the situation that happened here. Well, guess what? This is what you got. You got Mitch. You got this offense. This is what you have. If you have to be, if you have to pick your ideal quarterback in order for your system to run and make him pan out, then I kind of question how innovative you really are. But, I mean, obviously I see the major pros of picking your guy. But regardless, I mean, that, that's not where he was. And this is what he has. And I think he did really well, at, uh, you know, the year before last year. You know, it go, goes without saying, you know, 12-4 and four record. But what he showed last year was almost two steps back. It was at least one, one and a half steps back. It was definitely a decline from what we saw. From, from strictly speaking, the coaching, the head coaching, the offensive play calling standpoint, which is basically what he was doing. You know, he, did, he didn't want to give up, you know, play calling duties because that's his thing. That's what he was brought here for. But, I mean, that's another question I have. I mean, there's so many. I, re, I can already see it now. I have all the messages and the group texts that, like, I have them ready to go. Oh, gosh, look, what a disgusting Mitch drive that one was. Whoa, man, Matt Nagy really blew that sequence. Oh, like, you're going to be that guy in the text chain? I think I am. That's going to be rough. I think I am. You need that guy. Not. I'm not, I'm not going to just drill it home nonstop, but I don't know. I, I, I could see it coming right. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm, I'm still very excited. We started this show with very much you know ex- excitement and good spirits, and that's where I'm at. I'm glad we're at least playing football. Don't get me wrong. But offensively... I don't know. I'm hoping for a surprise. I'm hoping. I think that, I mean, what's the ceiling on this team? I mean, let's be real. What what, what is the ceiling offensively? How, how, How good can they really be? And I guess first thinking about that in the terms of with Mitch Trubisky under center. I mean, the goal is for them to be, what, a top 10, top five team in the league? Top five offense? What about offense? That's what I'm saying, offense. That's their goal. That's what they tell you. Yeah, they, they, I don't they, think they can do. I mean, there's like nice pieces there, but it, it it all comes down to Mitch. It's it. Is it realistic? I mean, it all comes down to that too. Is it realistic? Top if, five defense, yes. You, yeah, you could obviously make Mitch the argument. If Mitch is who they say defense. he is, if Mitch is who he they say he is in practice, yeah. Ugh. then <laughs> then you have to go into a season believing that. Are they realistically going to do it? Probably not. But I have to go into a season yeah. going, this team is supposed to be very good. It's relying on a quarterback that's been average. But I've been told that, I don't know, sources who? No, like they've told me <laughs> as the team that his vision is better. He went with a quarterback coach this summer. He had a footwork specialist. Because everyone saw the Dan Orlovsky video last week. Like he ripped him to yeah. shreds in his fundamentals. If those are fixed and he has a little bit of swagger to him and can figure this out, he'll be I, fine. Like, like, I, like I think the, also the other reality is, and it goes back to what you're talking about with Nagy, is quarterbacks can probably hide a lot of their coach's flaws and vice versa. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and I think, you know, if you have someone like Mahomes, I mean, he'll cover anything in his path because he's that good. Um, or, or a system can make a quarterback really good like Drew Brees. Here's one thing, and once again, we, we, this, is, this is sad, recent, recent history, but there's one thing I can't stand is when you hear things like that. And we heard a lot of it last year. You know, you talked about you know, just recently how Mitch Trubisky gets ripped to shreds over fundamentals. 
over footwork. Over, this guy, we the Bears traded up to draft right, him number right. two overall. Right, you should have to worry about Number that. one quarterback in the draft. And bad footwork, bad vision, on and off accuracy. What? What did you see? But anyways, we, we, don't, we don't have to go down that dark hole. It's just every time that's brought up, you can't help but also put it in that package of what? Right. At year four, you shouldn't be worrying about that. In year one, you shouldn't be worrying about that. You should worry about how they grow and they need to grow. But not if, uh, if a guy is that bad of footwork. I mean, we talked about it the other day. It's like, all right, we could, we could be on a Mitch train for the, for the whole episode. But it's the idea of <laughs> if you're drafting a guy at number two, you got to know he's the real deal. When you draft a guy that started 13 games in college, couldn't beat out Marquise Williams at North Carolina as, as when we were at Illinois watching North Carolina-Illinois play, that's a problem. You know? I don't get you, it. You think you know somebody. They thought they did. <laughs> they thought they did. But that's like, that's like, that's like, a, like, a, like a juicy gossip relationship kind of <laughs> deal, like on, on the Kardashians or something. You think you know somebody? Yep. That turns well, out hopefully. to be Kanye, and then you're screwed. Yikes. <laughs> Well, another, obviously, since, uh, you know, we're going into week one here, only a couple days, a few days away before, you know, the Bears actually do kick this thing off against the Lions. How have we missed one of the biggest leads? David Montgomery, running back. Do you even have, do you have, you have him out the gate? If you don't have him out the gate, well, I guess you just go gidget gadget with Tariq Cohen and Patterson all day long. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, mean, it's not like, that, that, that was such a weird thing anyways last year is, it's funny. Montgomery, you know, kind of questionable. You know, we're going to see the latest. You know, is he going to play? Is he going to or is he not? You know, against the Lions. But it's weird because, correct me if I'm wrong, I know, obviously you don't want to go into any week without your starting running back. But it doesn't seem like that huge of a loss offensively to the Bears just because of, here I go with Matt Nagy again, because of the way he handled that running back situation last year. Like sometimes he almost completely ignored the run game. You know, he, you know, he threw it in when he had to. Then after that, it was just pass, 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 pass. So it's like, ah, maybe we have Montgomery, maybe we don't. But what the heck? You don't use him anyways. You know, <laughs> obviously towards the towards the end of the season, he got a little better with that. But you look at it on paper. Oh wow, that's pretty important. You're number one running back. But you really think about it, it's like they can manage the game without it. They've done it so many times last year with them in the lineup. But still, uh, you know, we, it's still an important part we haven't talked about. So. I mean, I don't know how, how important is that. Is is it different this year now that we got offense three point Is is that is that a bigger blow than I'm than I'm making it out to be? I think it's vital. I I I think you saw last year their struggles without a defined running back and with injuries and and the and the gadget use of Tariq Cohen versus the year prior where he had a little more of a prominent role. It's almost like there are too many tools in the toolbox to choose from, and they just kept throwing something and seeing what stuck. And you also knew every time the defense knew you weren't going to have success passing the ball. So you were almost one-dimensional if you did run it. Like, they would know it's coming. And, and I think they kind of got screwed in that department. But I, I, I think that's really vital. Like, he's supposed to be a big-time running back, and he's, he's the reason why you got rid of Jordan Howard and is supposed to be the, the main running back so Cohen and others can be your gadgets. Where they Not that they're on the level at all to uh, Tariq Hill or something like that, but it's that idea of you have a bell cow, you have the gadget, you have all these other pieces to build out a, a weapon in every corner. Serious question. How come last season there weren't 
more time because I mean, yeah, every once in a while, it's almost like, oh wow, Nagy's noticing that you know Montgomery's it's working this game and he's sticking to it. But you would think that once they reach that point in the season where they're like, hey, this is going to have to take an off season. This is going to have to take another training camp before we could. Re- I mean, we're hell. We're still working on the footwork here with Mitch. After a certain after a certain amount of time, you know crap this is kind of the timeline we're looking at to where if he's really going to work out we need this much time and we're not there you know we're in week seven we're in week eight at what point do you not say hey i know one of the things that will help you know we have one offensive weapon when it comes to the passing game main weapon you know like i said every now and then there was other players like an anthony miller or what have you that would show some promise but we got Allen robinson how's about to take pressure off him how's about to take pressure off mitch we don't have a tight end bell cow it Turned Montgomery into that bell cow. And like I said, there were glimpses of it, but where the hell was it last year? And going into a week one preview, will we get that? If he's healthy, will we get that? Or when he's healthy, do we finally get that? Do we get those cowbell moments where you could finally let the running back take over the game if need be? They're going to have to. There's no other way. It's... It's a beautiful thing when you play Madden and you don't have to run the ball once. That's great, but that's a video <laughs> right. game. Just how they predicted the Bears to be 14-2 and two this year. And the reality of things, you have to have a balance, especially playing in Chicago when it gets cold. And Right. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. You have to get out of the gate and establish that. And I'm not going to go on a lovey rant of, like, we get off the bus running and Mitch is our quarterback and, like, all that garbage of the running game comes first. That's not, that's not really true anymore. They, the NFL is adapted quickly to the passing game but you need to have that piece to make it balanced so they can keep the defense on their toes that's what happened last year they just forget about the running game you know automatically okay mitch is going to throw every time he can't throw the ball well every time so this what is going to be a use the running back for honestly what do we use the running back for well they want I mean, it they, they, they want it so it can be a dual threat in the passing game and in the running game which is why they get rid of howard who couldn't catch the ball according to them i don't even know if you passed the ball out of the backfield enough last year i mean i I could go back and look at the stats but even then i feel like there was almost too many passes out of the backfield to cohen why i feel like there should have been more to montgomery but yeah i don't know but they knew it was coming every time you knew to because he didn't run the ball at all you knew exactly when cohen's on the field well they're gonna run a screen yeah, it's it's or not even a screen, just an out of the backfield pass. It, I I could have told you that. Yeah, and that goes that comes back to being more innovative. I mean, how you have you have a talent. Obviously, we know that in, in bits and pieces. You know, especially in years prior when teams weren't expecting that or when teams weren't necessarily focusing too much on that screen pass to Cohen, he'd light him up and go all the way down the field. Obviously, it's a little bit different of a story. Because, well, now they know that's the main thing he can do. So if he's in there, definitely try to prevent that. But he's still a good enough talent and gadget player to where do other things then. Do something else. Oompa Loompa, whatever you want to call it. Run that again. <laughs> I don't know. Do something else. Figure it out. He's that's a good gadget be, That's going to be a good bet is what is one of the plays going to be called this year that we're going to fall in love with? Like Santa's oh, Slay, gosh. Oompa Loompa, Chocolate Factory. Don't even pass. I don't know. Whatever it would be. Those plays were cute two seasons ago. Last year, it it stopped being cute. It stopped being cute. Yeah, when you suck, it stops being cute. (laughs) Do you open up? Speaking of cute, do you open up Club Dub? Do we? If we get a week one victory over the Lions, are they Club Dubbin? Oh, of course they're Club Dubbin. 
Yeah. Uh, Socially distant yeah. club dubbing, but club dubbing. This is true. This is true. Social distance club dubbing. I don't know. Speaking of, they do have those boys, uh, you know, just just in our, our Midwest partners there in Detroit. Feeling confident? I feel like you have to. If, if if for some reason Stafford can't play, they got a great backup quarterback in Chase Daniel. Don't know if you know that, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic. Don't, I'm saying, everybody's always talking about, oh, what if that starting quarterback, you get him out the game? Well, you got Chase coming in. That's might awesome. not want that. Yeah, but you, want you'll, that. you'll end the game at Daniel versus Foles, right? That that would be amazing. <laughs> Is there a prop bet for that? There I should be. I might put that down the line. Hey, I might put that down the line. I don't know. I feel pretty confident going into this week, though. That's why... Uh, I don't know. Stafford is—he's got Galladay, who I didn't—I didn't take in fantasy football this year when I when I got to that choice of me drafting a re- my first receiver. I ended up going Mike Evans in the second round, but we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel confident going into week one at least. But you know, I don't. Gosh, if they—I'm almost going to say blow this one. If they don't win this week, or if they don't, you know, just come out the gates looking strong, I'm going to do it. I'm going to send all the messages. I'm going to send the texts, the, the Facebooks, the Instagram group chats. I'm going to send them all because this is, is just going to be company. me. How many people are in this chat? I don't know. We'll figure it out. There'll be multiple. <laughs> any, I'm just imagining any, getting every ping from every app I have. It's just Dan Collins, Dan Collins, Dan Collins, Dan Collins. Damn it, Trubisky. Damn it, Neggy. No, but I mean, I feel confident going into this week. And uh, it's not only because of, obviously, you know, we've been driving home the show with offense, but let's not forget about it. You want to be optimistic, Joey? Top five defense, in my opinion, still. Top five defense. We'll be fine. They'll carry the load. Oh, absolutely they will. And, and I or, think, or will they? Well, they're going to be just as good, if not better, again. I mean, I know you lost Eddie Goldman, which is brutal. Um, yeah. And I respect his decision for not playing. I mean, that's I, I would do the same thing. Um, but other than that, everything else is kind of steady. And you have a new yeah. cornerback in Jalen Johnson, who just got named as a starter, which is a big deal as a rookie. Uh, taking over for Prince, but I really don't worry about it. It's 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 such a every other team is the opposite luxury. We have the luxury always as Bears fans of being like, well, defense is going to be fine. Yeah. So you like you go into the year, you you know they're going to be good. I picked them in fantasy this year. It's like it's 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 where you can hang your hat and know, all right, they'll be serviceable if not the top five in the league, which I'm guessing they will be again this year. Yeah. I mean, you just don't want to see another defensive window not make, not make it, or I should say win, you know, the Super Bowl, or at least make a couple of an appearance here or there, or, you know, a good run here or there because the offense just can't carry the load. But I mean, I'm with you. If there's one thing to be optimistic about, you could definitely trust that defense, you know, barring injury. It's not even like you have to think about it. You know, if a guy like Hicks is healthy, if a guy like Mack is healthy, if a guy like Smith and Trevay, then you go on and on. Like you said, Kyle Fuller, you know, you got you got the main core there. They're still there. Sure, you have a couple different, you know, guys showing up in the secondary now. You know, no more Prince, no more HaHa, but we're fine still. I, I, I like what we got. And it is one thing, like you said, you almost, if they're all healthy, you don't even have to think twice about it. They're going to be top five. You know, some people might get them just out of the top five you know what put them right in the top 10 at six or seven whatever have you they're a top five defense for the most part if if they're healthy so that's just the thing is they'll get the boys out there on the field again you know if if mitch trubisky wants to go three and out 10 times in a row they'll get him out there for the 11th it's fine um i think the question is if you want to couple that optimism with our earlier you know pessimism is okay how good are they 
you know, if, if worse if worse comes to worse and the offense is just the offense of last year, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. You know, if the defense for the most part stays healthy throughout, you know, kind of like they did two years ago where the offense was or the defense, I should say, or the whole team <laughs> for that matter, was healthy throughout for the most part. Um, and they had the, you know, they went 12 and four and then double doinked themselves out of the first round. Um, you know, how good is the defense if the offense is indeed mediocre? Do we get back to a first round double doink in and out or or maybe a little bit past that? You know, can can we make a push for the promised land if everyone is healthy on the defensive side? No, because you had that last wow. year. <laughs> nope. You had you had that good of you had that pretty good of a defense last year, and it got you to eight and eight because your quarterback was inept. Smith had a miss a little bit. Hicks had his thing going on. I guess you know, and then when they're out, Khalil Mack is out there, but he's less effective because you're double triple teaming him, or you're, you you know you're only focused on him. So you kind of almost take him out of not out of the game. I mean, hell, he he still gets plenty of rushes, and he still is great out there. But now you could game plan more toward him. You know, put more put more experience yeah. and better bodies on him as opposed to worrying about Hicks blowing you up or, you know, somebody like, you know, Roquan who he's sharing, sharing the linebacker spots with. So I'm just so sick of relying and waiting on the side of the ball. That's not supposed to get me points to get me points because the side that's supposed to get me points is sitting on the bench crying next to a, a, a space heater or a fan on the sideline and just watching their hair blow in the wind. Well, the question, the question isn't, are you going to be sick and tired if you see it again? Because the obvious answer is yes. But the question is, can they do it? I, what you said, you almost had that last year, and you're you're not too confident that even if they are a top five defense and stay healthy, that if the if the offense is mediocre, that's how much it will weigh them down. That you're you're just riding them out, riding them out of the playoffs. Right. So that's a wow. good transition. <laughs> that's a good transition. There we for, go for for our, our our first segment of good enough, and hey. I, and 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 I think that's what this comes down to, and it's a question we've asked for a million years as a Bears fan, is can this offense be good enough coupled with that defense to get the Bears over the top? Can they finally do it? Or are we going to be sitting here during another contending window just like you had when they went to the Super Bowl last time or in 2010 or in 2018 where either the defense is really good but the offense is hit or miss or... Or you have injuries that derail it, or whatever it may be. But but it's it's this constant theme of the defense is here and the offense is ten feet below it, and you can't yeah. you, you you can't bridge the gap. And can they do it? I I, I pray they do, yeah. but I, I I just don't know. And that's why I'm not as confident as you are going into week one, week three could be a different story. But to to get out You're of the not gate, confident against the lions, not out of the it's gate, the lions, oh. You've lost all hope. I haven't lost all hope. <laughs> I know. I mean, the Lions have wasted everyone's career, whether it's Sanders, Stafford, Megatron. Man. I mean, everyone. So, I mean, there's. I mean, in the long run, yeah, the Lions will be the Lions. But it, it's. I, I I just worry in that week one of of getting out of the gate, playing against actual competition for the first time. You know, you're not playing Appalachian State. You're 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 playing a game that counts. There you go. It's hard. So I I. I I, I hope this offense is good enough to to match, but I I just history tells me otherwise, and history has been a real brutal reality check for for a long time. I'll I'll be very boring, and I'll be really cliche. 
I think it all comes down the season as a whole and how far the Bears could get. I know we talked about, well, whoever's behind center, they need a fantastic playmaker. You know, somebody other than Allen Robinson. You know, maybe it's a man over the middle. You know, maybe it's, you know, somebody else in the slot helping helping that guy out, you know. I still think it's as easy as how good is either Mitch or Foles if he happens to have to come in and replace him quarter quarter way through, halfway through. How good is that guy at quarterback? I think there's two things that can happen here, two good things that can happen. If Mitch indeed does progress, I think you get a really good Mitch. I think you're either going to get – there's three possibilities with Mitch Trubisky. You either get the same old Mitch, you get one that declined, believe it or not, or if he gets better, I think he gets a lot better. Don't necessarily know why I think that. I don't know how much science is behind that, but I think it's because if we finally get him there, if we finally figured it out, then he does have enough potential to be a good enough quarterback. He could be that Mitch when he's having fun and rolling out or that Mitch when it's just the first drive of the game. Like, If you could get that for the majority of the game, you have a really damn good chance week in and week out. So it's really going to it's just going to come down to is that the guy we have or do we have the knight in shining armor like he did a few Super Bowls ago when he had to come in for the, for the Eagles do you have that type of Nick Foles I you know not the same type of year but does he play that role again of coming in a veteran understands right. this style of offense better knows footwork yeah <laughs> he's he's better at simple technique <laughs> at quarterback and if that's the case it's an experienced guy it's someone who could go through a playoff run and you can feel confident enough that he won't, you know, break under pressure. Hell, he'd be one of the best teams in history, one of the best dynasties in history. I mean, and I know I'm not trying to give I'm not trying to give him too too much credit there, but hell, Super Bowl MVP, that that's pretty damn good on the yeah. resume. I don't I don't have that, neither does Mitch. <laughs> I I'd like if he did. Yeah. But yeah, it's only, I think it's that simple. Yeah. It's that and, simple. and and it's funny. He it's almost like Foles only does better when he's thrust into service like if he started he'd be like okay that'd be fine but like it's almost like he needs that fire of like i need to save the ass of this team and there could be something psychological to that yeah like he needs some kind of some kind of motivator some kind of fire under him yeah i mean maybe it's almost like a um you know what do you call it a chip on the shoulder because if you have faith in him if you believe in him and he and he's your guy and you're going out in week one no matter what no, there's no real chip there. They believe in me. You know, there's no, you know, not, now you just have to live up to the expectations. Whereas on the flip end, if you got to save Mitch Trubisky, you know, into what's going to be his make it or break it year as a beer, everybody knows that. That's no secret. But if you have to take him and ride that team off in, into the sunset, I'm all for it. I mean, the thing is this even Nick Foles at the best he can give you, obviously that's enough to, to get into the playoffs. It's just that there. I mean, I think the I think the Nick Full the Nick Full ceiling is only so high as well. But I mean, you you trust him more than a Mitch Trubisky. If if Mitch indeed doesn't figure it out, if he does, I'll be so damn happy. <laughs> I'll be, <laughs> be so damn happy. in the streets. You know, you'll you'll have a you know you'll have a good up and coming young quarterback. Took him took him you know more than three years to figure it out. That's fine. I don't know if we'll get that, but I think it's as simple as that. You have a top five defense. You know, obviously, barring injury, barring health, barring you know, the, the world continuing to be set on freaking fire, as long as the defense can stay healthy and go out there, you got a top five defense. As long as offense stays healthy, you have some guys out there. You know what you have in Allen Robinson. There's there's other guys out there who could do some things. You know, whether it's a whether it's a Howard, a Cohen, a you know a Patterson, uh, an Anthony Miller, you name it. There, there's guys out there who could do some things. Um, it's just all a matter of 
Is the quarterback going to be good enough? I think it's that simple for this team. When you have a top five defense, it's almost always down to the quarterback, isn't it? Or the run game, if you want to go back to the old Bears, just ground and pound and you know and control the clock. But I don't know. Who knows? And also maybe maybe who knows? Maybe Ted Ginn Jr. goes on ahead and uh, takes. A, maybe he's the playmaker that we haven't mentioned yet. But don't know if he will be. I love it, but. No, I think it's as easy as that. I think I think that's you're you're as good you're as good as the man behind center this year, and yeah. I think that was the same thing last year. I really do. I mean, it was this, we wanted more out of tight end. I know we we got exactly what we wanted out of Allen Robinson, but it was also does Mitch become Mitch two point in this system? You know, yeah. is this is this Matt Nagy two point I think no, it's only yeah, as good th- as that. This th- th- this is still your window, and yeah. and it began in twenty eighteen. And was supposed to progress, and it regressed. And so now you're 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 still in that bubble of we have the 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 core players we want and have paid, whether it's Mac or Allen Robinson or whomever, and you have Mitch under a rookie deal. That's when you're supposed to win before you have to pay everybody and and then blow the whole thing up. And oh, don't so, worry, we'll never be paying him. <laughs> so so. You're right. It all comes back down to that because that's where you're at. You you have to be on that trajectory upwards, and there's a reason why they didn't pick up his option. I mean, that's a that's a legit concern for someone that goes, okay, you have from 2018 to 2021 or 2022 as your window to contend. Make the playoffs right. great. Crescendo up, 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 and then you fell off. Like, you were supposed to be like, it, it, I don't know. I, I liken it to the Cubs. Like, you were supposed to go, okay, 15 is that year we overachieved, and then you probably could have another year in between, but then 16 they won. 17 was a little tail off, but they made it. 18 a little tail off. Like, it, it kept kind of going a little down, but you're at least still contending. Right. You, 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 you were getting a ticket into the dance and, 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 and seeing where it goes. The problem is that year two went to shit and now you 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 don't know where you stand it'd be one thing if like mitch got hurt right and it was like oh well then of course it's like when cutler got hurt and you have to play caleb haney it was like right. well, we know we're you, you know the team's not gonna go anywhere right but but it's 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 the reality of a quarterback that may not be who you thought he was it was a little off the hook now that wasn't work there but it, it's 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 a quarterback that has a lot of questions, and it comes all the way back to that because he's supposed to be your linchpin to this thing. And if it doesn't work, you've wasted this entire four to five year contending window. Totally agree. I mean that that's it. I mean, like you said, if 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 you want to look at it all, plenty, plenty of storylines going into week one. As always, this year, unfortunately, more more than you'd like because you know last year the storyline was <laughs> kicker. Which right, one, that we talked about the kicker. It we was one. It was kicker, and there was almost very little question on Mitch because you just trusted it. Right. You trusted that he was going to be better, and, and he wasn't. But I mean, that was ba- those are the storylines. It was kicker and uh, a little bit of Mitch, but he's going to be fine. Now it's you know who's who who's bailing him out besides Allen Robinson. Did we figure out tight end? Because, you know, that's another thing we thought that we'd be okay with last year is, you know, Burton's going to be healthy. We'll be fine. You know, tight end's going to be figured out as well. It's going to be there. Run game's going to be fine because they let go of Howard and Nagy's got his guy in David Montgomery. And now that's still a question. Run game is still a question. Who's going to show up offensively to help Mitch out? Because Mitch, unfortunately, didn't make enough plays last year. Is Matt Nagy even a good enough offensive-minded coach now? Or is he just a gadget gadget guy? 
because we trusted him going into last year. So a lot of questions, but and they all get answered Sunday. <laughs> quite a few of them. Kind of. I mean, you know, it, it'll be. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see what the show's going to be like. You know, the the immediate heat of the moment reaction, especially because I'm already Ben the Ranch. That no, I'm not. But <laughs> you know, I, I I'll I'm taking them over the Lions. I am. I mean, Galladay scares me. He's a legit threat, but. Other than that, I mean, it's the Lions. Go beat the Lions, please. Seventeen to ten. All right, I, I gotta. I I don't want to say it, but I got a twenty-four seventeen loss to the Lions. I just. Oh. I, I'm not. I don't want to speak it into existence. I Wait, so we be, both have seventeen offensive points. Yeah, I, I, I and 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 I don't want to be negative, Nancy here, Debbie Downer, or whatever it want to. Is there is there a Joey J? Is there a J? Sad word. Oh my goodness! I, you're just jealous, Joey. You can't jealous. Get the... yeah, that works. <laughs> it's you're the not I... being joyful, Joey. I'm a little surprised. You're I'm surprised? surprised? Yeah, I, th- I thought you would be a, a little more. I mean, hell, if we can't beat the Lions week one, who can we beat? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a good point. Hell, come on. Give us a give us a win. Have a little bit of faith. I have faith. I just I haven't seen anything. Let me ask you this. Even though there's tons of question marks, who do you le- who do you legitimately think is the better team? Because that's all I'm going at. To me, at the end of the day, the bear. Even if you have Mitch of last year, I hate thinking about that, but you might still be the better team. They definitely have the better defense. Yeah, the Bears are the better team. I, I just, yeah. I, I just, I don't know if things will click off the bat. It's their first competition in a long Could- time. Considering they're the better team, same thing for the Lions, though. I mean, considering they're the better team, if they do lose, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, even if you're you're expecting it, and I or you're at least, I mean, that that's where you would put your guess. I don't want to expect. I, I predict. It makes okay. me, it makes me sleep better at night. <laughs> that's fine. You're predicting it, and I feel that even if it happened in a roundup, you know, twenty four seventeen or somewhere around there, you'd still be very disappointed of it. Like you'd, it still wouldn't sit well for you. Like. Because that means that a lot of these questions still got a long way to go before they're answered. I mean, even if they do really well, it doesn't mean the, any questions answered. I mean, you can't base too much off week one, but you still that's not going to be pretty if they if they don't come out with a, with a win. Because if they don't, come on, you're you're the better team. What do we got? Like, I'm I'm tired of it. <laughs> like you said, I'm done. Let's go. If Mitch is the guy, all right, let's ride it out. Here it is, buddy. You're for you. You got your last chance. Let's see it happen. Let's see. I don't want no more. No, no, no. No, no more, more week one. Please. No more. No more week one. Oh, well, you know, there are so many questions, and ugh, I hope week two gets better because if not, it's really going to be looking. No, I don't want none of that. Nope. We got to go win. Hey, we can win 21 to 20. I don't care. Just get out of there. I mean, I probably want to be too comfortable with that, but you got to get the win. You, you, you have to get this win. If you want to be not only a playoff caliber team, but you're talking with this defense, a Super Bowl caliber team. You have to go out there and get the win this week. Yeah, and I'll be very disappointed if they don't win. I'm not saying I'm not going to be sad and angry. Like it'll be a disaster. And but I think it all depends on how like how it would happen, right? If they win and it looks great, awesome. Right. If you lose and you look great, fine. If you lose and it looks like a disaster and a complete like shit show of an offensive performance, like last year's week one, right? Then you're going. Why do they keep telling me this offense is on level 10 and they keep showing up at level 2 every time? And that, that's like a trust issue. Like it, it's, then I'm like, who, how, 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 how can I believe you? You've never proven me 
otherwise. Joey doesn't trust like that. No. Be better. <laughs> Be better. That's right. Beers want to know Dan. Beers own one Joey. That's that's the more that's the moral of the show. That that's I the guess so. that, that's that's the lead of the show. <laughs> I still had a lot of fun. We're going into football week oh, one. Yeah. Still in good spirits. Oh, me too. I can't wait. I cannot oh, wait. Really tr- quick. How many Bears players do you have in fantasy football? Well, you got the defense. Just that the counts. defense, I think. Wow. I was trying to get Montgomery and a couple others, and they, they didn't fall my way. Because I thought I could sneak in an Allen Robinson pick late, and then someone snagged him. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't have any. I, I would have gotten the defense if, 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 it, if they fell to me, but they didn't. Um, Allen Robinson, if he was there, I probably would have taken two, but didn't have the chance there. Cole Komet, I was kind of thinking about drafting, you know, like with my mystery relevant pick or something like that, but didn't. Because uh, at that point, you might as well just draft Graham, and I'm not going to draft Graham. Right. But, or I guess you can always say you just trust Komet to, like, overtake him or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. This is this is the – you know, you normally at least have one or two, but I have, I have nobody. Well, it's because everything kind of turned around in the wrong way last year. It's like, okay, if I know I'm going into this year – and Allen Robinson had a great year. Well, he did. But Allen Robinson has a has a great year in terms of the eyes of like a national audience. And Trubisky progressed. Yeah. Tariq Cohen was who he was. David Montgomery actually achieved those rookie expectations that all the fantasy experts had him getting at. Then you yeah. go, okay, then I take one of them. But everything kind of got stuck last year. No one knows if it's going to go up or down. We'll see. Hope it goes up. I hope so, Come too. Come on, boys. Hope so, too. We have a Super Bowl to go to, darn it. Let's go. Or at least a Super Bowl to watch. Yes. Come on. Please. <laughs> Please give it to me. Let's go. Oh, man. All right. Well, well, that's going to do it for us today I Believe in Chicago Sports. Again, uh, I'm Joey Gellman. He's Dan Collins. We're super excited and stoked to uh, bring you this show, and we're going to be Mondays and Thursdays. I'm guessing Mondays, at least for football, will probably be very Bears-heavy. Thursdays will get, obviously, into everything else, Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Hawks. Um, all the conversations and, and fun that go along with that. Um, again, this is a part of the Believe Podcast Network, spelled B-L-E-A-V. I'm on Twitter, at Joey Gelman. Dan, your Twitter is? Tweet Dan Collins. That's easy enough. So please interact with us there, and we'll uh, make sure to respond to all your biggest Chicago sports needs, concerns, and complaints. So again, uh, we can't wait to get get this thing rolling for the rest of the year. We're, we're, we're excited to bring it to you. And again, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you want. You'll be stuck with Dan and Joey, and we're happy to uh, go along for the ride with you. Can't wait. Awesome. See you next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.